Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Open Book Podcast, a podcast that discusses everyday topics with everyday people. My name's Ann Nixon, I'm your host, and I got a special guest today. One of her mantras is curls, curves, and confidence. She's a self-proclaimed taste tester, activity advocate, and she promotes self-love. Y'all welcome Christina Farless. Hey, everybody. And thank you for coming on. When someone asks you what you do for a living, what do you normally tell them? So usually um, I tell myself, tell people, they ask, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I dabble in a little bit of everything, but mainly um, I do, you know, marketing, social media. I'm an influencer. So I collaborate with a bunch of different companies, you Mm -hmm. know, and products that fall in my lifestyle, whether it's something to do with curls, you know, something to do with health, um, fitness, anything like that. And I'm actually a student right now as well at University of Central Florida. Okay. So what do you study um, at UCF? I'm studying marketing. Okay. So, yeah. So you are actually using using the degree already. Uh, yeah. Yep. That's why I wanted to, you know, go into it. I actually took three years off um, from school. So I have two years left. And, you know, I'm really glad that I came back later because I realized, you know, I've been through some stuff. I started up businesses. I've, you know, I've learned a lot of lessons. So kind of using that and seeing it, finishing my two years left, like has, is already helping me and seeing the bigger picture business all around. So you think like a combination of trial and error on on your own, just going out and doing stuff. And also, uh, I guess, traditional teaching is like probably like best of both worlds for you. Oh, yes, I definitely agree. Because, you know, without either one, I don't think I would, you know, be the person I am or learn what I have, you know, today. So a little bit of both have definitely helped in, you know, my success and also downfall of certain things. Yeah. So um, did you, like, before you kind of started doing all of this, did you have any, like, classes or any, like, training on, like, how to use social media to market yourself um, or products? Not so much. You know, I did take classes with, you know, the basic marketing and there might have been some chapters that discussed social media, but it was, this was about like four years ago, four or five years ago Mm -hmm. um, when I was at Valencia, a community college. So it wasn't anything specific. It just kind of mentioned it. And so it was more of me going on social media and kind of learning myself um, of the ins and outs of it and kind of just trial and error like you said yeah so so what what was like your motivation to start getting into like fitness and health just in uh just before like even like the social media Mm -hmm. stuff like what was your motivation for that so pretty much a little bit of background is you know I've been a soccer player gymnast growing up I was very active um my whole family was active so I was used to that you know, hard work mentality with fitness. I was very familiar with certain workouts and stuff like that. Um, When I went to college, my freshman year, I lived in Indiana. I live in Florida now. But my first year of college, um, you know, I gained the freshman 15 plus more. Mm -hmm. And I was eating out all the time. I was partying. I was drinking alcohol and just staying out late. So eventually this is going to be very detrimental to my health. And I had already felt it. I didn't feel that I had much energy, you Mm -hmm. know, and it just, 
just wasn't a good mix. And also that same year, my aunt had passed away from ovarian cancer. And so she was like a second mom to me. So kind of like a motivation of both of those is like realizing, you know, I have to do something about this. Like I can't be, you know, 30, 40, 50 pounds overweight and put my health at risk. You know, I don't want to get cancer like my aunt did. Yeah. Um, so I think it was just a mixture. And also my family was noticing weight gain and kind of pushing me towards a healthier lifestyle. And so that was like the ultimate, you know, motivation for me to um, lose 50 pounds. Oh, wow. Yeah. It took wow. about a year and a half. And that's when, you know, I got very serious. I was following a meal plan. I was working out consistently. Um, it was very, definitely very hard. And I learned so much from that. And so that's kind of where Instagram came in and me posting my before and after pictures and showing people uh, transformations. Uh, eventually, I started getting pages, you know, big pages with a, a lot of following, like over 100,000 sometimes, 50,000. Mm. Even I got on a page that had over a million, which was huge because this was about five years ago. Um, so I was getting a lot of followers from that and just people noticing and wanting to change themselves or just appreciating it. And I was sharing, you know, my tips and my journey, my fitness and health journey thus far. Now, when you first started like posting like some of workout videos or just like, you know, you getting better as far as being fit. Um, did you plan on it like being what it is or you were just doing it kind of recreationally just as, you know, showing your friends what you had going on? Um, so at first, it was more just for me. Um, it was more just to show people what I was doing. I didn't know. I didn't even know I was going to lose 50 pounds. You know, I yeah. was obviously planning on losing some weight. Um, but yeah, just I wasn't even planning on losing 50 pounds. My original goal weight was at least 30 pounds. And so when I was posting, it just I started noticing more and more people. But, okay. yeah, I wasn't posting for followers or, you know, to get noticed. But after a while, after I had lost the weight and I was, you know, I was like about 50 pounds down, that's when I got kind of serious. And I realized like, oh, wow, people are very interested, you know, and I want to help people as well. And um, a lot of people were asking me, what meal plans did I follow? What workouts did I do? And I wanted to help people because, you know, I knew firsthand what it felt like to be overweight, to not feel comfortable in your body, not feel as confident, and just overall just being healthy. Yeah. So Did I, you? I'm sorry. Go oh, ahead. sorry. I was just for those people. So that's why. Yeah. When you initially like started just posting some of your journey, did you feel confident like putting it out there, or were you, or or was there like times where you're like, oh, I don't know if I really want to, you know, put myself out out there like that or yeah definitely like at first no I wasn't I did not want to post like my weight I didn't want to post and tell people that I you know I was on a journey um I think I started getting more confident once I had lost that weight okay um I was posting a little bit but yeah I was posting more as I was like you know about six to 12 months into it where that's when like I started gaining more and more and more confidence of posting pictures just because you know I'm on a journey myself and at the beginning I don't know what to expect 
what if what if I don't even lose weight you know I was I was doing it for myself and then also I wanted I was you know kind of showing my parents like hey I did it like get off my back because they did they were on me like growing up I played soccer so um you know my parents used to talk to me about my weight saying like hey you know you need to lose like 10 pounds Mm. and stuff like that so I think um growing up it just kind of stuck with me thinking like I need to be a a lower weight to yeah. be good. So um with like growing up, was it just uh like, you know, with your parents trying to keep you on the right path as far as soccer goes? Mm-hmm. Did you ever feel any like pressures as far as your weight, like just society wise, as far as like how you should look or because a lot of I know I mm-hmm. talked to a lot of women and they feel like they're pressured by just how society make it seem like you should look a certain way or anything like that. Was that ever a factor for you? Yes and no. So I like to think that I was pretty confident, you know, being a little bit chubby and being a little bit thicker than most girls. Um, I definitely had confidence issues and body image issues. You know, I didn't really understand it when I was younger, but like Mm -hmm. looking back now, I can see. Um, I did feel a lot of pressure, you know, just as well being short I'm five two and having thick thighs and thicker hips I didn't fit into jeans I would have to you know get size like sizes up to fit around my like thighs and waist and then they'd be too long for example you know so clothes shopping and mm-hmm. I've even had when I was young in like middle school or yeah middle school and um elementary school I had friends that used to tell me I look fat um some friends you know they mentioned something about my weight and you know, it kind of made me think, like, what's wrong with me? Why, like, why? I, and I wasn't even, I wasn't anything like 50 or 100 pounds overweight. So it's still not yeah. like, a, you know, somewhat thinner than that. So it's just crazy because, you know, an average size, an average woman's size is size 16. And really, yeah. Really? And so in normal store, and that's considered plus size. So like in normal stores, and a majority of women's stores, they have size zero to usually size like around 10, maybe 12, if that. So it's just wow. kind of, yeah, that's just kind of draws a picture. So when you started your new, like, I, I figure it's a, di- a completely different lifestyle, getting in the shape, uh, eating right. What was like some of like the initial, like really hard things to do? whether it be working out mm-hmm. or just your diet, what, what were some of like the, some of the things that you kind of struggled with or you had to like let go of early? So right away definitely was the eating part of it, the meal plan and, you know, the nutrition, because that's something that I was not as familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, me and my family, we ate out a lot. My mom cooked as well, but we didn't really follow any type of, you know, having a set amount of vegetables and fruit and also just eat where I ate at school. So half the time. Yeah, eat, school, yeah. school is garbage. It's going right? to be garbage food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you already know how school's food is. So it's kind of just and I didn't realize, you know, anything about portion size or calories or macronutrients. I didn't know anything about that. So it was kind of a, a surprise to me and just kind of a learning something that I had to learn. And also, 
I had problems with binge eating. So just eating too much at one time, emotional yeah. eating. If I feel, you know, emotional, then I would turn to food, um, you know, to make me feel better. And then, so going into like the meal plan, I had, my cravings were re- really bad. Like I would want to create, like crave McDonald's fries and like yeah. <laughs> just food from like Taco Bell or just fast food, you know, like greasy food and salty food. Um, so I think that was really hard for me at first. It, it took me a long time. I think the first six months were like the hardest for me. Yeah. Um, I just want to talk a little bit about your background. So you're Peruvian, right? Yeah. I'm half Peruvian. What's the other half? American. So my dad is from USA. He was born Mm -hmm. in uh, Kansas and my mom is from Lima, Peru. Okay. And, uh, she came over here when she was about 22. Okay. So what did uh, your mother being Peruvian, that have an influence on just like culture for you growing up and you as you grow into, you know, growing into a woman? And uh, what's, what's the Peruvian culture like for people who don't know, like as far as like foods and traditions and stuff like that? Okay, so um, yeah, my mom had a huge part in, you know, like me growing up and being Peruvian, I've um, been really proud of that part of me. So learning it has been amazing because Peru is very interesting. Uh, so first of all, Peru is in South America. It's on okay. the very West Coast. And okay. it is by Bolivia, um, Colombia, Brazil, Ecuador. Those countries are around it. And they are a Spanish-speaking country. Okay. Um. I'm assuming you've been there, too. Yes, I've been there a couple of times, and I hope I can go back soon. I have a lot of family there, a lot of cousins, aunts and uncles. Um, yeah, so my mom has about six brothers and sisters. They all have kids. Oh, wow. And okay. Yeah, so it's huge family. Um, and so, yeah, I like to keep in touch with them. They're all on social media, you know, Facebook and stuff. So that's how I keep in touch with them. I don't speak Spanish. Uh, I do speak a little bit, but I'm not fluent. Yeah. And that's kind of something that, like, I haven't been proud of. You know, mostly people that are Spanish speakers or are from Peru, I get a lot of, you know, oh, well, why, yeah, like, why don't you speak mm-hmm. Spanish? You know, you look like you should or. Yeah. Yeah. Did, so, did, your, did your mother uh, speak Spanish to y'all, like, uh, growing up or a little uh, bit? Not really. Like, she did a little bit, but we grew up in a very small town and mostly it was all white people. You know, we had no Spanish speakers. Really, yeah. It was barely diverse. So you grew, you grew up in Indiana? Yeah, I grew up in Indiana. Okay. Yeah, in a small town. Because what I normally talking to uh, people, uh, Hispanic people who don't speak Spanish is normally because their parents didn't, like, speak it to them for yep. whatever reason. Yeah, my dad didn't speak it either, so we just spoke English, English. growing up. Gotcha. Yeah. And uh, so I still hope to learn Spanish. I'm learning a little bit every day, but it would be nice because I have family over there. And just being able to go to Peru and just communicating is a very important part of your culture. But it's still, if you don't speak Spanish and your family speaks Spanish, doesn't mean that you can't get involved. Yeah. And, you know, you can't communicate with them. There's other ways to communicate and, you know, be in touch with your family. So, so what was like, 
what are some of the things I guess that maybe stuck out to you when you went to Peru um, that's different from America or just like just things you really liked about the culture there? Yeah, so Peru is very different than here. Um, a lot of people say it's a third world country. I don't really like to use that phrase because it's kind of just saying like, oh, us Americans are better than everybody. Right. You know, in a way. So um, it's the government is hard. Um, they have kind of like a corrupt government a couple of years ago. You know, stuff is changing, but um, it's yeah, it's different. And it's really interesting, though. Peru is very interesting. They have about like four or five different climates and like sceneries. So I'm talking, they have Amazon, so the rainforest. Okay. They have mountains. Um, there's the coast, so beaches, and there's even a desert. Wow. Which is, yeah, so it's like. It's and, like a little bit of everything, right? Exactly. Yeah. Wow. So you always get something new. What about um, how they dress down there? Like women's fashion and style, is it is it is it very different, similar, or just a little um, different taste down there? Not really, because I noticed that, um, and from what my mom says too, is that a lot of Peruvians, you know, will dress similar than Americans because America is like a trendsetter in fashion. Mm-hmm. So a lot of like name brands and stuff. So I don't really notice any difference. Like they have similar stores. But in, like, the Andes, which is where their native language is Quechua, mm-hmm. um, and they live in, like, smaller villages and stuff, that's where they dress differently, you okay. know? Uh, I've never been to that part, but they do dress, like, traditionally in, like, long, colorful skirts and dresses, and they have hats and braids, and everything is very colorful and, you know, vibrant and out there. With okay. that, yeah, with that community. And I, it sound like I need to go there. And <laughs> yeah, check I it think, out. Yeah, I think you would like it. And also, I, one of the seven wonders of the world is there, Machu Picchu. Wow. Uh huh. Yeah, because I feel like we don't in America we don't get taught enough about like Central and South America. I, I really, as I grew up, started to realize how ignorant I am to like just geography. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, this seemed like an interesting place to go to. Um, how has so me and you met through Kevin? Yep. And um how has your relationship with him helped you as far as your fitness journey and being healthier? Yeah, so you know, me and Kevin have been together for a long time now. I think it's coming up on like six years. But uh, congratulations. Just, uh, thank you. Way. Yeah, it's been a long journey, you know. There's been ups and downs, but mostly ups, so um, he is very motivating. He's a hard worker. So, um, we have a lot in common. He's also a soccer player. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. um, <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, I didn't know y'all played soccer like that, like, when yeah. I was down there. And so I started, I was like, oh, man, y'all both, that's, that's pretty cool. That's yeah, pretty cool. so we're both very competitive. And, um, you know, we're pretty athletic. He's very athletic and he's fast. So I think him wanting wanting to better himself when he moved down to Florida, because he's also from Indiana, and he mm-hmm. came to Florida to go to Full Sail. Um, so I think just us 
together wanting to better ourselves. We were able to push each other. He was able to push me. Um, because, you know, when you're together, you want each other to succeed. Yeah. And um, so, yeah. When y'all first started off, like, kind of, you know, making sure y'all consistently worked out and stuff like that, uh, were y'all working out together or separately? Because I know I sometimes invite women to work out and they're like, oh, I don't want to get like you and, and stuff like <laughs> that, you know, because they think, you know, every dude mm-hmm. is for mass, you know, and I see, I'm just yeah. curious. I'm just curious on were y'all working out separately um, and still pushing each other or was it like y'all started working out together and then kind um, of figured it out? It was kind of both. Like we, we started out working out together. Uh, we didn't do every single workout together, but we would plan our workout to go to the gym or something like that. And maybe mm-hmm. he would do something different. This was yeah. at the beginning and cause I was trying to lose weight and he was working on losing weight and then eventually gaining muscle. So I guess it kind of depends. At the beginning, we were going to the gym at the same time, but doing different things mm. and doing different exercises. But we also did do a lot of exercises together. We would, you know, go bike riding. We would go walking. We would sprint and jog. And um, so we would definitely do exercises together. But I kinda, it just kind of depends on, like, what our goals are. And, you know, later down the road, we would do workouts together. We would lift together go to the gym and do every work every single exercise together you know so it just kind of depended depended on our goals because I myself was very familiar with workouts and Mm. um different types of exercises so I felt comfortable doing that yeah so besides him were there any other relationships that were helpful as far as like getting you know in the shape and eating right like did you have any other friends that were kind of in that same space as you or maybe had already adopted like a healthier I guess lifestyle um not right away eventually I did find those people but I think um in the be in the very beginning of like my health fitness journey like about four or five years ago when I started to lose weight was I joined Jenny Craig and if anybody's not familiar with Jenny Craig it is a kind of a weight loss program where Mm -hmm. they give you food to eat during the week and you go in once a week to get weighed and to just talk about your week and um you know just they would always you know ask you any challenges and help you get through anything um and that's how that's what kind of helped me and pushed me was having that food and having that meal plan and then you know being accountable, having to go in every week and weigh myself and talking to somebody somebody to help me through if I was feeling down or having troubles or on a plateau. Okay. So the last time I, I looked, you had about 97,000 followers on Instagram. It might be more now. Is, mm-hmm. it, um, is it ever weird for you uh, having a following like on Instagram? Does it ever be like become too much? for you yeah definitely so I think um at first it was great I love posting pictures but I think after a while because I've you know had a lot of a lot of followers for so long there's a lot of ups and downs but kind of feeling that pressure to you know always like look good or you Mm -hmm. know kind of showing your followers you know motivating them and just having that pressure that sometimes you know you don't really want 
and it can be it can definitely get too much um especially with like negative comments and if you're already going through stuff so yeah like this past I think the last year was probably like one of the years I've been most inactive on my Instagram just because I wasn't really happy with my weight and I didn't really want to post on social media Uh um because I had gained weight back over the years and I kind of felt like guilty for gaining weight back and stuff like that now, was the guilt more, like, guilty towards yourself or towards, like, people that you may have inspired or just follow you? What, yeah, what do you I, think, think? I think it was, like, a little bit of both. So, okay. like I said, you know, um, during my childhood years, I was always told by my parents, like, I needed to lose weight. And I think that kind of, like, followed me to where I always thought, like, oh, I need to be thinner because that'll make me better, you know? Yeah, And that's, like, kind of the mindset. So I think I felt guilty because of that. Like, oh, I'm not good enough. Even though I know I am good enough. But yeah. it's just get I get those thoughts. And then also, yeah, with my following, I'm like, did I let these people down? Or, you know, what are they going to think of me? And yeah. so just people kind of, like, judging you. And I do, I have gotten comments of people body shaming me, calling me fat, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just, yeah, it's kind of hurtful. But, I mean, after a while, you also get used to it. There's going to be haters, you know. So, but still, when it's something so emotional, something that, you know, I've had body image issues, body dysmorphia, you know, thinking that I look bigger than what I am. So, yeah, it's definitely been hard. And I've been on a road to recovery. So, I feel a lot better, a lot healthier so how how do you deal with like trolls and just people who are just you know these people are just probably sad with themselves or whatever and mm-hmm. go on the internet and say stuff um do you just like sometimes not read your comments or just kind of try to take the the good comments and kind of look over the bad ones like what's your process on just uh and like maybe your advice for someone who might get a uh, you know popularity and then mm-hmm. they have these issues I mean, I pretty much just try to ignore them and realize, like, what it's coming from. You know, why are these people over here on taking time out of the day to call people names and yeah. bad talk them? You know, it's just something has to be going on. Like you said, they're just, you know, sad with themselves or something's going on. So I kind of yeah. just look at that like, OK, they're going through something, you know, just ignore them or maybe I'll try to explain it. Yeah. explain my situation but some people are just very ignorant and even if you take the time out of the day to try to explain it you know they yeah. they won't get it and yeah. if they're you know over here spreading negativity which I don't want on my page and just calling me names um stuff like that then I'm gonna block them you know I'm not gonna I'm not I'm not gonna stand for that because that's ridiculous you know does it ever seem like there's a particular type of person that tries to tag people or you on social media? Um, or is it just normally just some random fake pages? Um, yeah, I mean, I've gotten some, like, random people just, like, tagging me. Um, there are a lot of fake pages on Instagram, too. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I get... 
I guess like random people will tag me in like comments of like maybe giveaways or something <laughs> or in like yeah pictures that they just I don't know they just tag me because they want me to see for some reason yeah <laughs> have, have you ever had a fake page made of you oh because I heard um, that's the thing <laughs> yeah I have actually a couple pages yeah yeah, yeah. what was that? Is that is that like crazy to you like someone yeah like, use is. your pictures and it really is because the first time it happened to me it wasn't it wasn't even something like good like they were like acting like me and you know being cool they were like trying to like I don't know like sell things I think I remember this one time this <laughs> company I found out this company actually made a fake page that was so you know they made a name like made up name with using all my pictures and just promoting all their weight loss supplements and it was crazy because they had a lot of likes and a lot of comments and people are like really thinking it was me you know so um yeah that was tough just because i didn't take a bunch of it's like false advertising you know yeah yeah so like how'd you how'd you deal with that you just reported them or like how you even deal with something like that yeah first i reported them and then eventually i um like put a post out to let people know it wasn't me and I actually asked them to report their page and spam their page you know to let them know not to mess with me and yeah. you know do false advertisement um yeah. so they did and eventually that page went away and got deleted so yeah so have people noticed you in person like from Instagram and what is that interaction like yeah, they have. So just at random places, like I'll be at the gym or, you know, at the mall or something. And it's usually it's usually good. You know, I like meeting people who follow me and like making new friends. Um, I've taken a couple pictures with people that follow me and I usually, you know, follow them back as well. And so I think it's it's nice because social media is all online. You don't really it's a different type of interaction so when you interact with that person you know face to face it's it's very simulating and different um okay i i told one of my friends i was uh going to interview for the podcast so one of the questions come from him is uh what's the Mm -hmm. average number of dms you get a day from dudes (laughs) thirsting trying to shoot their shot and how do you deal with that attention Oh my gosh, that is funny. That's a good question. So it depends. Like if I post a picture or on Insta story or something, um, I'll get, I would say on average, like at least like 10 to 20 a day, depending if I post that day. And right, I'm to the point where usually I don't really respond back because most of the time, like most of the time it's, they're just trying to holler like, hey, what's up? And trying to get my number, trying to hang out. And, you know, like I said, I'm all about making friends, but (laughs) don't get it twisted. Yeah. like (laughs) Yeah. I don't have time for that. Have a boyfriend. I've made that known. So it's like, you know, you can appreciate my pictures. You can like and comment, but usually they get the hint. Um, I have had like, actually, I've had stalkers before, too. Nothing like too serious. But people who try to, like, follow me all on social media and, like, stalk my pages and email and Whoa. get my phone number. 
You uh, so, you ever have to like post uh, maybe like something like let's say you were working out at a gym, you were teaching a class or something like that. Mm-hmm. You ever have to post after you leave so that people don't know that you like by the time someone finds out like where you're <laughs> at, you're ba- you're gone or? Yeah, actually, I sometimes I will do that because um, I never know if somebody's just gonna come in because they because I've had that happen to me before. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, like, because I go to, I've been a member at a bunch of gyms in the east side of Orlando, and I know a lot of people that follow me that live, you know, on the east side. Yeah. And, yeah, I've had people come into the gym, like, while I was working out because <laughs> they saw me post. So how how did Kevin take that? Like, does he ever, like, get mad because somebody's saying something crazy to you? <laughs> right. Or is he um... just like, you know what, these are just some clowns? Because I would, I would think that would take some adjusting, even if, you know, you know yeah. it's, oh. it's a different, it's a little different, you know? It is, yeah. It's definitely different in your relationship, too, when you're with somebody and you have these, all these guys, you know, sliding your DMs. Yeah. <laughs> um, it definitely took a lot of adjusting, because at first, when I was on Instagram and stuff, it was harder, because we weren't familiar with this. I wasn't, he wasn't, and, mm-hmm. you know, these guys that he thinks they're trying to get with me like he's a little you know worried which is normal because I would be too Mm. if it was the opposite way around but eventually we started getting more comfortable with it and I talked to him and let him know and you know he trusts me and stuff so eventually we were able to work through it but it was something that you know we had to kind of work through and he had to like realize like oh she's not gonna really pay them any attention and it's mostly you know keeping it professional business and yeah mm-hmm. yeah I think because I guess I think about it because I'm like I think about just issues a normal like couple have just from you know dudes being jerks or even women you know even if they know you have a boyfriend or girlfriend and I know how I would probably be like yeah who's <laughs> this dude comment right if, <laughs> if she just had like 500 followers so yeah. I, that's why I asked because I figured it'd be like some kind of adjustment just yeah. just naturally yeah, yeah, it definitely was. Yeah. So um, another question he had was, what was one of the wildest things that's come through your DMs? <laughs> <laughs> um, probably the most basic one, like dick pics. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, uh... <laughs> yeah, that one. And then probably getting asked to join a three-way. Wow. Yeah, because they were very, like, serious about it. Oh, also, I, yeah, I've also been asked, like, to have sex for money. <laughs> so I think, I don't know. It's it's crazy. People will contact you about anything. Wow. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's kind of what I expected, but. Yeah. Uh, um, I guess uh, to kind of close out uh, this episode, some, I guess what I wanted to know is for women um, who are looking to start working out, don't really know how to start what what would be some just basic tips and tricks you would have for them i would say um look looking up workouts and exercises online because doing that will help you get more comfortable with certain exercises that you might want to try or you're not familiar with mm-hmm. and you know even going to the gym can be kind of intimidating with machines that you might not know how to use yeah um, I would say just look up online. There's videos on YouTube and there's people demonstrating how to use the machines. 
And I, I think that would definitely help. And, you know, not being afraid to ask, like if you go to the gym and want to go to a machine, don't be afraid to ask how to use it. And also just making sure you're doing workouts that you like, like if you want, if you like swimming, then find a pool to go swim laps at or, you know, bicycling or something like that, like doing things that you like to do. Yeah. I, I got a question. Um, what what do you what do you think the percentage is as far as for looking and feeling good as far as between working out and the diet? Because a lot of people work out will tell you um, will tell people um, that the diet is more important than the actual working out. Um, some people have different numbers on like what do you think it is? Do you think it's sixty forty fifty fifty eighty twenty? Well, what what do you think? Yeah, honestly, I think it's about like 70-30. So 70% will be like nutrition and eating and mm-hmm. then 30% uh, working out and fitness. Okay. Yeah, but, at least it is for me personally. Oh, uh, So I said I was almost going to wrap this up, but I forgot to ask. Um, mm-hmm. So for people that want to know, is there money to be made from Instagram? And if so, like how how, how have you been able to do that? It, without, you know, giving mm-hmm. up any secrets or anything like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'd love to share. Um, yeah, there's definitely money to be made. And it has been an amazing source of income for myself. Uh, th- there's different ways. So one way is, you know, becoming an influencer um, and collaborating with companies. Maybe they have products or something. Um, it's just they might pay you some money to post a picture and talk about the product. Um, I definitely suggest going into business with people that you've done research on and ask questions Mm -hmm. with them. Don't just support or promote any company that will throw money your way or free stuff. Okay. Just because, you know, you got to be careful. It's something I've learned, but um, yeah, you can get money for posts or reviews on your Instagram stories and you don't even need a ton of followers. You could still do it at, 5,000 or 10,000 followers. Okay. You know? And so that's one big way. And just business collaborations, people email you about different ways you can collaborate. Now, do you have like a manager or something, or do you deal directly with like companies and representatives? Yeah, I don't have a manager. I usually just deal with them myself, one on one. Okay. So, how did that first interaction with like a company or somebody? trying to get you to um, advertise their product. Like, how did that come about? Was it someone just hit you up after you started posting, uh, like, pictures and videos and workouts and stuff like that? Or, or how did that come about? Yeah, so it was mostly because I was, you know, very active in posting my before and after, after pictures. Okay. And so people started contacting me more, like, small businesses and stuff. And my first major, uh, like, collaboration where I made a lot of money from was a t- TD talks and this was like in 2014 is when I started promoting for them okay and I got commission off each sale wow mm-hmm. okay okay and but uh, it was very hard because you know I'm not too familiar with collaborating and I'm younger and I don't yeah like I don't have experience so I've gotten you know, I've gotten treated wrong before, haven't got paid before, and I've had certain interactions that just weren't good 
because, you know, they wanted to take advantage. So you always got to be careful and watch your back. All right. So for our Lust at First Sight segment for this episode, my pick this week is uh, Carrie Champion. For those who don't know, Carrie Champion is... Uh, I first noticed her on first take on ESPN, Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless. Uh, I believe she's worked at the Golf Channel. She worked at some news network, I believe, in West Virginia. After she graduated from UCLA, and she's from LA, so uh, she's a beautiful woman. If you ever, if you don't know what she looks like, by all means, please Google her. So that is my lust at first sight for this week. What about you, (laughs) Tina? Um, so I'm thinking. Uh, Killian Mbappe. Oh, um, so, hold on, hold on. You gotta, you might have to spell that. You know what that's, I'm um, so he's a he's a soccer player. Okay. He plays for France. Uh, his so, sound yeah. it out, sound it out, everybody. <laughs> Killian K Y L A N, and then his last name Mbappe starts with an M. B A P P E. Yeah, as soon as you put the M in, everything else okay. comes up. Cool. So, yeah, he's so very yeah, I know well what known. she's she's talking about. Okay. Yeah, he's um, only 19 years old and played in the World Cup. So okay. he's pretty. Yeah, he's pretty amazing. So y'all, y'all, you and uh, Kevin, y'all are like heavy in the soccer. Huh? Yeah, he's he's like obsessed with soccer, but I I'm not as obsessed, but I still love it. For our unpopular opinion segment uh, for this week, I have to go with. Uh, I think Waffle House, Chick Fil A, and Five Guys are all overrated. I, especially being from the South, I always hear about Waffle House, and I think it's okay. Like it's not <laughs> trash. Yeah, you know it's a good place if there's nothing else open to go to. You know, um, but I think it's just okay. Like I'm an IHOP type of dude. Uh, Chick Fil A, I think is okay. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't really get the hype and. Five Guys, I think it's so overpriced. It's okay burger and fries, but mm-hmm. for what it costs, I'm like, nah. So that's my unpopular opinion for this week. <laughs> what about you? You have one? Um, so off the top of my head, I hate asparagus. Like, I know they're so good for you, <laughs> but I just can't eat them. Like, I want to, like, almost throw up if I yeah. eat them and even just smell them. And they also make your pee smell, too. Oh, oh yeah and they make it like <laughs> what <laughs> yeah, i did not know I that i swear and they also make it it makes it like really yellow oh man uh-huh. I, I don't even know have i ever used i think i have but oh man that's like pickles for me though see <laughs> I, I can't mess with pickles I, if it's in a burger and the juice gets into oh, the bread gosh. and it, i can't really oh my gosh that's yeah. my like worst nightmare i hate that yeah so <laughs> So that's our unpopular opinion <laughs> segment for for the week. Hey, um, Tina, I appreciate you coming on my podcast. Um, before we go, can you let everyone know um, where they can follow you at or in, in, in anything you have uh, coming up? Yeah, definitely. Um, so first, I want to say thanks for having me. It's great talking to everybody and you. Um, so you can follow me on Instagram. My username is Christina with a K. R-I-S-T-I-N-A-F-O-L-L-I-S. And also, if you're interested in any Peruvian goodies, um, like accessories, purses, bags, blankets, 
um, sweaters, you can check out my Etsy store. And that's Etsy.com slash shop slash Incamundo. And Incamundo is spelled I-N-K-A-M-U-N-D-O. And that means Inca world. All right. So once again, I appreciate you coming on. Tell Kevin I say hey. I will. Um, and um, I, I appreciate it. And um, just definitely keep checking you out on IG and seeing what you got going on. Um, I wonder if you ever gonna put out like a a cookbook slash like health book or something like that. Cause I could definitely see you doing something like that. Yeah, definitely. I'm hoping you know soon. I don't know when. But hopefully soon I'm going to be putting out um, a little ebook, something that will be helpful, something with health, maybe even workouts. Um, I have actually created a workout and meal plan in the past, but right now I'm not promoting that. But in the future, I would definitely like to, you know, ha- create something new. All right. Thank you for uh, being on. Yeah. This is the Open Book Podcast. Y'all be good. Thanks. You too.